I want a woman to love me from for my misanthropy. But that comes later. <laughs> we still have to court her, don't we? We take a shower first, don't we? I do take showers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like here sopping wet. Like, you know. Hello and welcome to Here in LA Hollywood Edition. Today, we're talking with the great writer, Jeff Weiss, whose bylines appear in the LA Times, the Washington Post, Pitchfork, Los Angeles Magazine, and so many others. He used to appear regularly in the LA Weekly until it fell into the hands of a man named Brian. Trust me, we will talk plenty about the Weekly and Brian. We'll also talk about many of your favorite hip-hop stars, because Jeff is an expert. We'll chat about Dr. Dre and Snoop, Tupac, Biggie, which rhymes with Little Dicky. We'll debate if Post Malone is punk rock. We even talk about The Land, the magazine Jeff co-edits and has co-founded as a spite store of sorts to The Weekly. And it's good. You know, we talk about so much in this hour-long conversation, you may want to stretch before we begin. And while you do, put on some comfortable shoes as we enter the Hollywood-adjacent bachelor pad of Mr. Jeff Weiss. Jeff Weiss, publisher of The Land? I'm a co-founder and a co-editor. Co-founder, co-editor of The Land. Yeah. Print in 2021. Why? I think, I honestly think there's a lot of reasons. The first being that we live in such an ephemeral world where everything doesn't feel real. Like, everything is obviously digital. There's something beautiful about... When you do a print story, right? Like, I don't know, for instance, today, before you came, I interviewed uh, a writer named John Reshi. who's a legendary L.A. writer, wrote a book called City of Night. You know, I did a, you know, what I thought was a, a very good interview with him. I think it'll be a good story. But then when you can kind of package it with... You know some like great old photos of him and like hold it in your hand and, and flip through it and it and it, it's something that can just live with you and that's sort of i think the beauty of a magazine right like both of us who were at la times for a long time and it's like you were kind of la times like web 1.0 blog guru and you we, we'll, we'll say 2.0 2.0 okay but like i i wrote for pop and hiss on the la times site for four years almost every day you can't find any of those posts doesn't that break your heart they're all gone the la weekly it's like a series of like broken 404 links there should be a law there there really should like you if you purchase a publication like you have like a, a certain uh responsibility to safeguard the digital archive and like i you know and also i would say that there's just such a beauty in like a print magazine is a piece of art and um that is, it's like a, a record, like, it's like, think about like a vinyl record versus a CD. Like a vinyl record kind of feels like a piece of art, whereas like a CD feels like a piece of plastic. I know this, I know you didn't mean this to be an ad for the land, yeah. but speaking of Let's make it an ad art, yeah, um, speaking of stuff that you cannot throw away, yeah. the land is beautiful. Thank you. Well, that's, uh, that's Evan Solano, it's, it's the creative It's beautiful. Director. It's thick. Yeah. Uh, it's girthy, if I may. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's also kind of punk rock. It's a, it's a throwback a, a bit to the zines. Yeah, as far and, and as like the, the alternative goes. underground magazines, I think. But like, also the content yeah. is not mainstream. Yeah, I mean, I think I would argue uh, proudly so. I don't like. I don't know. Like, it's weird right now because like. We are living in a kind of a post-monoculture world, if, if you will. Like, you know, things are like, I mean, yeah, like for sure, like sometimes like, you know, the latest like King Kong Godzilla movie or whatever will be on like HBO Max or something. And like people, I mean, that, that is like a monoculture type thing. But conversely, like, I don't know, the, st the stuff I always like usually starts in the underground. Was, was that the idea when you co-founded The Land, which was print is kind of dead in LA as far as like hyper local LA yeah, yeah and therefore there's a great opportunity for somebody who still believes in this I don't I I wish we were thinking I mean we uh, we were mainly thinking like um how can I destroy LA weekly no um we kind of well I mean well it was just like one of those things where obviously we you know for those who don't know basically the land kind of started out of the ashes of LA weekly when it got bought and like gutted by a bunch of like weird republican orange county trumpists who like seem like they came from the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks, but it's actually the Lincoln Club and like, you know, <laughs> Costa Mesa or something. You know? I, I didn't know that that was the lineage. Uh, yeah, I assumed that the land would have been created anyhow. Basically, it started from this boycott, and then, and that was just kind of I wanted to educate people about what was happening because I, you know, it it was just kind of despicable. I don't think like I think like, you know. 
when you have the city's name in it, like you have an you have an obligation to like the city itself. Like you can't just be like some kind of vulture. Well, let me ask you about that though, because it seems like I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but if I were to be one Let's about about print publications, uh-huh. it is that conservatives get mad yeah. that journalism is quote unquote liberal. Yeah, you can't beat them, so buy them and bury it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that's like definitely part of it. I don't I don't think it's the whole part of it. I'm a big believer in um, there's usually not one thing. It's like 50 things or like 10 things. But I think that is definitely one of it. I mean, like, why else would like Rupert Murdoch be? a? You know what I mean? Like he owns everything. Sheldon Adelson owns everything or did own everything. Um, You know, the 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 what's it called the Alden Global Capital that basically owns all the local newspapers and has destroyed them. I don't know if they're conservative, which I assume they are, because almost to be a billionaire, you almost inherently have to be sort of evil. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just you know they do. I mean, Patrick Soon Chiang owns the Times. He's like probably a little right, but like he's at least seems like an honorable man on some level. I mean, and that's and I think that's the thing, right? Like, I don't know. Then again, like I'm like about to say honorable man, but I'm like I don't know if you're voting Republican in this day and age, it's like kind of like like you're kind of voting for some evil ass shit. Like it's, we can argue about like on the left how left is right, but like but but let's I bring it know. back to the weekly yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if my conspiracy theory wasn't true, yeah, that he bought it to bury it, it was part of it. I think we would see a weekly today. Well, and that was what I always said. I was like, if they wanted to like win like the battle of the boycott, they could have just made it good. Yeah. Or, or make it. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. It hasn't. I don't think published in like in, 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 since really. The, I think they published a few issues during the pandemic, but they haven't. I mean, and the issues honestly for like once they bought it like fourteen pages, and it's like you know they had a bunch of people that weren't really from the city, and they, I think they had like you know one or two remaining kind of like stalwarts. So I don't even you know I don't even want to mention by name because it's just like I, I honestly like at this point like I feel bad for I I, I try to just pity people like not everyone. Not to say that like I have morals, but like I, I try to have like some dignity, like and not you know not everyone has dignity. Um, and well, well, one of those people's arguments was that they had seen uh, the weekly go through ownership yeah. changes before, yeah, and this is no different. But you yeah. were ringing a bell saying, no, this is actually very, very different. Yeah. And it turned out you were right. Yeah, in that those people don't actually even have part-time jobs any longer. Because yeah. there isn't. Yeah, a, I mean, I think LA they Weekly. do. Pub- they publish online, but I mean, it's like it's a joke. And then he bought the Village Voice, and then like you know, it's a really. It, it, I think he's just like I, I honestly think like in my heart of hearts, like ultimately, like he was just like a grifter, kind of like untalented Mister Ripley was always what I thought. And then, <laughs> and then he's just kind of like floating around. I mean, he was kind of a Republican operative. I mean, the, he was bought by the person that like, they he was the vice president of the Claremont Institute, and he was like, oh, that was a youthful indiscretion. And it's like I don't know, I didn't join the Hitler Youth. Like, are you kidding? Like. Whoops. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a, I was a skinhead till age 27. Whoopsie. Like, you know, it, and uh, yeah. So I mean, an, an, another one of the people who uh, occasionally still writes for the weekly. Anytime that I raise my fist on mm. Twitter, which if not on Twitter, then where? Totally. But uh, say nobody else wanted to buy the weekly. That's 100 percent not true. Like, I know other people that had like I, I, I saw financial figures for the weekly from somebody that was interested in buying the weekly i mean they didn't buy it for that much i mean i think i forget what this i think the sale price was like 1.2 million which now when i said like i mean what is that like weekly worth right now about a hundred thousand dollars right like i mean but at the same time like yeah i think it was like 1.2 million 1.3 million somewhere in that ballpark so, so if those prospective buyers want it now is it damaged goods now why they why? Well, I, the name I think like is yeah I think a it's damaged goods I think once a brand is dead it's dead like I mean you can't bring Woolworths back like you know what I mean like <laughs> like no one's bringing TNC Surf back I mean as sick as TNC Surf was and it was sick but you know what I mean like it's like like Atari like no one's gonna be like, man like Atari's got a sick system going on like it's just done like when a brand is dead a brand is dead and I don't know why that is I I kind of purpose I think it's silly but it's like it's, but but to that point yeah if you and I got the LA Weekly it'd be Right. <laughs> and we'd keep the name because um, it's got an incredible name for those who know well, no if you could i mean if, look if you had the money to publish it weekly i mean that would be incredible like i mean that, that would be like my dream if someone's like i mean granted like i'd have to like you know i'd have to sage the place like 15 times like i'd have to call in which, like which place this the, the culver city place? i'd have to you'd have to get a new place i mean you'd have to you'd have to like you'd we'd have to like squat in the hollywood building which i think is still vacant right speaking of hollywood 
I think it's still that was when the LA Weekly like you're like that was when it was like the beginning of the end when they like moved from that Hollywood space, which was cool as fuck. To, was it was it cool inside? Yeah, I only went there once or twice. I it, like they moved right after I started writing for them, but it was so cool and it was right in the middle of Hollywood and it just screamed like alternative LA, you know, like nineties Gen X and like you know, it, it screamed that from it became from... neolib hell, <laughs> you know. Yes, it did scream all those things from the writing and the pictures and all that. Yeah, but that building alone screamed like. 60s almost like that was that totally. design it was a cool building absolutely cool and they're like oh it's like a vortex it's like a it's like it's like a labyrinth in there and you're like that's good let's rewind real quick okay your parents came here when my parents were born here my my grandmother came here my great-grandfather moved here on my mom's side in the late 30s i believe like at the end of the great depression from chicago actually oh, uh, they're, they're from cicero um well they originally from the lower east side you know they were like uh i think he'd been born in poland and then my, my dad's side came here in the in the 50s like in the mid 50s you know and um where in la did they land my dad my dad grew up in like kind of like South LA, like South Central. He went to Audubon Junior High, and then he went to then they moved to Culver City when he was in high school. Um, and then my mom grew up in the Valley. Yeah. So did you grow up in the Valley? No, I grew up in the slums of Beverly Hills. The thing about growing up in Beverly Hills that sucks is like you have to say it out loud. Um, <laughs> and and you have to phrase it like that. Yeah, the slums of Beverly because, Hills. Because yeah, because people like will there is like the irony of Beverly Hills is it's like one of those things where it's like it's. You know, my family, we did, I wasn't born there. You know what I mean? Like, I like we moved there when I was, like, school age because being a Jewish family, like, they're obsessive about education. It's, like, a very, like, ethnic thing when you come to the country. You know, you're, like, we will get ahead by learning. So, you know, like, my, you know, they, we moved into, like, you know, a little apartment and, like, you know, I got to go to pretty good schools. And, you know, but the irony is, like, most of the, you know, it's, like, the, the people that you think of, that are from Beverly Hills when they, you think of like the traditional Beverly Hills all went to like Harvard Westlake or they all went to like Brentwood or they all went to Crossroads or something. Are you a Beverly grad? Yeah, I went to Beverly, yeah. Were you Pico Robertson or were you more Olympic? Um, I was right off Olympic and then we moved um, like to like Pico and Beverly. But yeah, we like, yeah. Okay, so, was, so that area. Yeah, yeah. Like south of, you know, not 90210, 90212. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But, but the thing is, is that I, I ask because... And, and one reason I want to do this podcast yeah, yeah. is the longer I think that people live in L.A., yeah. the more that they don't put people like you in a box and yeah. say, because when you say Beverly Hills, well, Beverly Hills is actually really, really big. Yeah, totally. And it's, so, it's like if you include the hills, it's kind of like it's deceptively it's huge. It's giant. Yeah. Like there's streets in like the hills of Beverly Hills that like I'm like, I've never heard these names. Like that's you knew that someone was like really rich because you're like, oh, you know, you'd they'd have like a name of some street you'd never heard of. Where I'm like, I, you know what I mean? Like I know Doheny, I know like Pico, I know like Olympic, you know, or Crescent Drive. But then you know, you'd be like Oriel Way, Apian Way, and you're like, what are you talking about? I've never heard of these places. I think one of the things I'll probably write about in the next like five to ten years is sort of growing up in the shadow of the Paris Hiltons and the Kardashians, who like you were like one or two degrees of separation from, and they're like they're like this, you know you almost in this like little like version of the world where it's like you're almost like this like peasant even though you're you know what i mean you're clearly not because there is like the hierarchies like even within like what you would think of as like the the rarefied click of whatever you think of as beverly hills there's still this class hierarchy where you're you know what i mean my family were just like you know living south of olympic mm -hmm. you know which is you know and like for those that don't know i mean like again like stupid la geography but it's like you know basically from Olympic to Pico is sort of like the middle, like the more like cl upper middle class, middle class version of Beverly Hills. And then you go above uh, Olympic and then it becomes like, you know, it's, I mean, there's not like a, there's not really obviously a slum, but you know, once you go north of Wilshire, then it's like, okay, you're in 90210. No, no, it's actually pretty nice. And then you cross Sunset again and you're like, holy shit, like everything is a mansion. And then you keep going like up Sunset, like till you hit like the Mulholland Drive area. And then you're like, again, you're at places where I don't know. <laughs> Whereas you two said the streets have no name. You went to Beverly High. Somehow you became a hip hop expert. Well, I, I, which, we can talk the, about which, that. Which, by the we way. Explain, there's a reason for that, but yeah. Are there a lot of Beverly High hip hop experts who are Jewish? 
yeah i mean well yeah i mean i would say that the reason one of the reasons why i got into hip-hop i think was like beyond the fact that i think i probably would have been into hip-hop no matter what just because like i, I kind of feel the music in my bones and um like there's just some you know it's like i had a i don't know like i i love i love music and like just rap to me i mean also like rap like in the dr dre era like in the dre and snoop era like forget it like you know you're like a kid and the, like the chronic comes out and like you're like well what about deep cover i mean deep cover i think was like I don't think I I might have heard deep cover on MTV jams, but like I really like I feel like I might like my brain clicks for understanding hip hop when the chronic came out. And then like about the same time, um, like basically my love of rap was maybe a precursor to like me becoming a writer. And I love to read, obviously, at the time. And, you know, but it. Yeah, I mean, like, so for instance, but basically when I was a kid, like, I mean, I was like. 10 years old my friend's um older brother uh was a guy named mike karen who like is a big uh, executive at uh apg is he connected to atlantic and him and he was a producer of a show that alchemist hosted from like this place that you know called larry parker's that was uh, like a hip-hop epicenter in the 90s like Shaq used to go there they used to have like rap videos all the time and like we'd go there like if we won like the little league tournament or something they'd be like okay we'll give you free larry parker's or something the food sucked but it was cool as fuck you know and alchemist had this show called funky flavors and like from like public access in beverly hills and this shit was amazing it's on vimeo you can find i wrote a la weekly column about it. it's amazing they're playing like like the far side is on you know what i mean like the far, I mean, and then i heard passing me by and i was like it's the best song i've ever heard i think i was 10 when that came out you know it was like okay so let's rewind just a little tiny bit though yeah um now that you are familiar with nwa's catalog yeah and you i'm sure remember from um straight out of compton express yourself yeah yeah where dre says Yo, I don't smoke weed or cess because it's known to give a brother brain damage. Yeah, and brain, brain damage, damage on the mic don't manage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then his very first solo album. I know you could. Not he's get... the weediest, stoniest. You could not greatest. get away with that today. Well, I remember when Easy E dropped like um, it's on, you know, one eight seven. Um, Dr. Dre kill him. You know that one, which is a great EP. I wrote about for Pitchfork a couple years ago, but like. I love that EP. And like, I remember he had the photos of like Dre from the Wrecking Crew and the lipstick and the sequins. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like 11 at this time, 12 maybe. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. What? You know, so. But we learned a valuable lesson. Um, People change. Yeah. People grow. Well, yeah. And also uh, the marketing of the music industry can can really be a motherfucker. A Raider hat can make you millions. Totally. Well, those are cool hats. <laughs> us were influenced heavily by MTV yeah um heavily yeah for sure and I mean, to, to the point report. that I'm kind of a basic bitch when it comes to <laughs> when I think about music especially pop music I would say the majority of the the records that I bought when I was buying records yeah were because I I watched it on MTV yeah, I mean, for me, it was the source. But, I mean, MTV put me up on a lot of amazing stuff. Well, I mean, I the mean, MTV Raps is, like, um, unreal. Well, for for sure for hip-hop. Yeah. Because, I mean, yes, I su I've subscribed to Spin. Yeah. And Rolling Stone and everything yeah, I could. Sure. But definitely Spin. Yeah. But until I saw a video of it, yeah, I probably wasn't going to be into it. Yeah. And, and so I, my question to you is, that's gone for whatever reason. Well, I think it's YouTube gone. is sort of, yeah. But I'm asking you, how do you get into music now? I mean, for me, it's like, I mean, I'm lucky now because I run like the like the blog, like POW Passion the Weiss. And it's like a lot of like the younger writers that like now it's like I, I kind of like can be like a little more of like the older guy that like the kids will be like, all right, well, the, you know, I'm, I'm listening to this, which is great. I mean, like, I hate to say it, but like my release radar on Spotify, I mean, I, well, you know, how, I mean, I have certain hacks, too. Where like I like I, I've hacked like my Spotify to like get certain regional playlists, and so I'll like, like I'm really into like whatever is popping in a regional scene. Usually, like I I kind of think like, I kind of think like if a group of like, let's say fifteen to twenty five year old like usually black kids or you know black and like Latino kids in a certain area are into it, 
it's usually pretty good. Like, and, and there's playlists that say 15 to 18 no, no, Latinos. No, no, no. But but I'm just like, but it'll, what they'll do is like their Spotify has certain playlists that'll be like it'll uh, kind of sort its way out for you have to like it's not like it's not like you can't just subscribe to the post. It's like I kind of hacked Spotify. Like I found a hack. Like you know I didn't invent it. And um, but it'll be certain regions. So it'll be like so let's say you're talking about Baton Rouge, which is like a place I love Baton Rouge. I like lived in Baton Rouge for like two months and covered this murder trial out there for a little boozy. It's a whole other long story, but. So like if I want to know like who's popping on the streets of Baton Rouge like like yeah or you can hack in I mean sometimes YouTube like I'll ha- you know if I I've like unfortunately I don't have as much time a couple of years ago I will you know you'd like tailor the YouTube algorithm um but like yeah I mean I'll listen to like and so basically when I, I guess what I'm rambling about is Spotify will have certain songs that are popular in an area so like if Long Beach is a good one for LA right so like what's popular in Long Beach what and it'll be like it's not just like what are the songs that are most played it'll be like what are the songs that are most played in relation to the rest of the country so if like a rapper is specifically popular here but he only has a couple hundred thousand plays but like it's all in one area then he'll pop on it. so I'll discover a lot of rap like that um it, Sometimes people will tell me, you know what I mean? Like I discovered Kendrick Lamar because like one of my homies told me that was a million years ago. But like, you know, it and like I, I, you know, like, again, I have this thing called the wrap up on POW. And these two writers, Harley Geffner and and Brandon Callender are like they just every week. It's like it's great because it's like now I'm just like older and I'm just like, fuck it. Put me up on game, you know, and that's the great thing about like younger people. Like is like if you're old, you, you know, if you're lucky, you get older and you really get two choices you can either be like gucci main or you can be like young jeezy um and i think like you got to be kind of more like gucci main where you kind of like have to be like all right like cool i'm gonna sign the young rapper i'm like or like yo Gotti, you know like in memphis like you're like you can be like you know what i mean like you can you can build like off like youthful energy is so valuable they might not have like the the quote-unquote expertise or something but like there's the way that a younger person's brain approaches something that like it doesn't come in with preconceptions and like sometimes i have to like kind of catch myself right there's like this delicate balance you know the famous like meme it's like of the simpsons where it's like seymour skinner being like am i am i out of touch you know no it's the kids that must be you know what i mean and it's like so okay sometimes the kids are wrong <laughs> like you know what i mean like and it's like people will be like oh actually post malone is like really good and you're like dude he sucks and i like sublime a lot like you know what i mean like it's not like i'm like oh yeah i don't like that type of music like i'm like i'll like I like 311, a couple of 311 songs. Like I, I go to fish concerts. Like I'm not like a snob like that. You know what I mean? Like, and, but it's just, I'm like, dude, this guy sucks. And like, when I wrote this big article for the Washington post about how trash post Malone was, um, and like, you know, a lot of groups were like, oh, well, you know, anti-populist, blah, blah, blah. And like, I got college kids being like, dude, thank you for writing. Like they were writing me letters. Like he sucks so much. I can't believe these idiots at my school. But you did like when you covered Nirvana. No, I didn't like any. I've never like. Uh, he's a nice guy, though. He like DM me after like we had our like after like I wrote mean things about him. I want to ask you about Little Dicky. Oh my god! And you kind of surprised me with Post Malone. Because because Post Malone seems so nice, yeah, and because he seems punk rock, and because I don't think he seems punk rock. Putting a tattoo on your face is punk rock to me. No, I think it's like kind of like I want to be a famous rapper, but like I mean, he did commit. It's committing. I agree. It's committing. O three Greedo once like got like uh, he told me he's like I got a living legend tattoo when I was twenty years old, and I and he was like nobody knew who I was, and I was like that's a commitment. You are not getting a day job after that. Where, where did Little Dicky grow up? I think Pennsylvania or something. Can we talk about Little Dicky real quick? Sadly, yeah, if you want to. This you don't, you don't like him? Oh, I hate him. You don't like his TV show? I think Little Dicky is the least talented man on the planet. You didn't... I think I think Little Dicky is... Least talented? I think he... Yeah, like... Yeah, he's like in the Black Lodge. Who's, who's second least talented? I think talented. he's possessed by Bob. Who's the second least talented? Little Dicky is so untalented. Um, what? I'm the, shocked to hear this. Oh, yeah, I think he's... he's a member of your tribe. It's... I've... You know, I've talked to the rabbis about it. There's nothing I can do. Um, yeah, I, I can't stand Okay, so here's the thing. I love Little Dicky. Uh, why? He's kind of racist, by the way. He comes off as very racist. Nah, I don't care. 
<laughs> well, all right. I'm not gonna. You I, know. I also love uh, Ted Nugent. I also love. Uh, that's fine. Well, I know my problem was is, is like it's not. I, I don't actually think in his public life he's racist. Like I think probably deep down, like Little Dicky probably like wants to do the right. I don't know who the fuck knows what Little Dicky wants, but his art is like kind of racist to me. Like I don't quite understand why. People... Explain why. Well, okay. For instance, like. Well, um, wait. First, have you seen his TV show? Yeah. It was addressed in the TV show. Poorly. I mean, like the last episode where he's like goes to jail. I mean, like I don't know. Like for instance, well, well where where the people are? Well, when they were on the Breakfast Club. Okay. And um, you probably know better because you're more in touch with the black culture than I am. <laughs> uh, what is that? Charlemagne the God. Yeah. And the young lady asks DJ li- Envy maybe. Uh, yeah. Ask asks little Dicky on the show. The show's called Dave. Yeah. What's up with this black guy as your hype man? Oh, get, get all that, all that stuff, yeah. and they're yeah. and they're like, aren't you appropriating? And isn't this? They didn't say racist, yeah. but they were alluding to that. Yeah, I thought that they addressed that and handled it fine, which was kind of like what you would probably say, which is, I love hip hop. It's in my blood. It speaks to me. And it comes out of me. Well, I would okay. Like it really. If you really want to get into this conversation, I would go back and read um, initial interview with my friend Drew Millard for for Noisy back when you know, um, was about five six years ago, back before Little Dicky had a show. And he was like, I was like a marketing guy in San Francisco or something with Strike One. Um, and <laughs> and he's like, but I had a lot more to lose than these like rappers from the streets because I had like a six figure job and like went to a good school. And you're like, hey, that's fucking racist. You know, like, I, no, actually, you had nothing to lose because you could go back to your fucking college degree and your six figure job. Like, they weren't going to be like, oh, you're 36 years old now, little dicky. Like, we're not going to hire you. But like a dude from the streets that's like, you know what I mean? That he doesn't have a fallback plan. You know, like, he doesn't have like a family. Like, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes, you know, maybe they have a family structure, maybe they don't. You know, I want to make generalizations, but like, little dicky, I like, I don't know. I like, okay, so that's there. Like, A, to have that mentality. B, his shit is like, he thinks it's not parody, but it's like kind of a racist parody of rap. The song with Chris Brown, like, A, then you bring in a fucking abuser like Chris Brown, not to be like super like, but yeah, Chris Brown kind of fucking sucks. Like, you're going to collaborate with Chris Brown and like be so amped to have him to be saying the N-word. Also, like, who wants to say the N-word if you're a white guy? I don't. Not my thing. Don't. I, I, and I understand Chris Brown saying it, but it's like, I get it. You think you're funny. Like, it's a word. Like, I don't want to say that word. You know what? Like, it's like, like, not my thing. Like, you know what? Like, I am more than happy to let other people have that word. And that's totally fine. Um, I'm, I'm so happy I asked this question. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, but, but, but before we just before we forget. Yeah. What's up with Chris Brown? Why is he still around? How has he not gotten canceled? How did all these uh, yeah, people I think he work was with canceled. him for a, a minute, and then he's on the Grammys again? I think yeah, that I, that is weird. I mean, like I I don't know, right? Where it's like, yes, he's a great dancer, but yeah. there's lots of great dancers. I, I I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I I, I personally like, I I never quite understand. I mean, like I know he's talented, but like I've never liked Chris Brown's music. So, like, I also, like, don't quite get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, like with, like, R. Kelly, like, obviously R. Kelly should be canceled. Like, clearly at this point, like, we can't, you can't defend R. Kelly. But, like, when, like, you know what I mean? Like, R. Kelly's a world-class talent. We can all admit that, like, regardless of the, the hideous behavior that he's done that is completely, you have to condemn. He's a world-class talent. Should be canceled. But Chris Brown, I'm, like, dude, like, like really, is it that hard to cancel Chris Brown? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? But people love Chris Brown. But, but again, you I mean, Young Thug loves Chris Brown. But, and like, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. You're more in tune with the black culture than I am. I don't know about that, but... Among the, the hip hoppers... Yeah. They love Chris Brown they love and yeah. they love Rihanna. I would think that it's very easy to pick one of the two. Why do you have to have both? I don't both? know why anyone could not choose Rihanna in that. Right. Head. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and when you think about... All the things that both of those people have given to the world. Yeah. Rihanna's dwarfs his. For sure. And and yet, I mean, I'm kinda I'm kinda glad that that picture of her face leaked out. Because when when you hear about spousal abuse or domestic abuce, those are such generic it's unfor- terms. It's un- you're right, it's unforgettable. Like I mean, I, I like to yeah, I mean like honestly, you're right actually to mention that because it's like when I think about Chris Brown, I can't help but think about her face. And like it that is so haunting. Whereas like, let's just say, like, let's just say we never saw the photo, right? You then it leaves an opportunity for people to be like, oh well, who knows how bad he hit her. You know what I mean? Like maybe it was an, you know what I mean? Versus like it's like the Megan the Stallion thing. I think now you see with Tory Lanez where it's like people are like, oh well, he didn't even shoot her. You know what I mean? There's not 
You know what I mean? There's not like this harrowing thing. And seeing Rihanna's face, I mean, to be I mean, to be fair, whether Rihanna wanted it leaked or you know what I mean? That's like one of those things where it's like that's it's it's a horrible uh, albatross for Rihanna to have to bear. I assume you know to, to know I, I, that. I, that aside, yeah. I was actually in uh, the um, the LA Times when that picture yeah. got leaked. Yeah. And Richard Winton, who's a fantastic yeah. criminal reporter, yeah, he um, he was outraged because it came from the police department. Oh, did it? They leaked it. And and he was like, somebody's gonna get fired for this because you sure. just cannot do this. This is first of all, it's yeah. evidence. Yeah. But it's also it just happened. Yeah. And. Um, and it's private. Totally. Who wants to be seen like that? That's horrible. Yeah. And I, I don't think Rihanna. I mean, must have been a horrible. I, mean, I don't I think Rihanna imagine. needed that to be leaked out. No, and and like that. I mean, that is like a really like whoever leaked that. Like I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like you almost have to like that. That is just such an like an immoral and awful thing to have done. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, Rihanna was like 19 years old at the time, 20 years old at the time. I mean, that, and that's the thing really about like on like, their way to the Grammys. Yeah, it is so great. Yeah, I mean, so you're all dolled up. Yeah, I can understand a little bit of. Um, of black culture because I am black. When there is a football game and there's a team with a black quarterback against a team with not a black quarterback, yeah. we always root for the guy with the black, the team with the black quarterback. Unless it's Russell Wilson, maybe. I'm just kidding. Even him. <laughs> Even the light skin brothers. Yeah. Well, it's not, the skin color is not the thing I'm with Russell Wilson, but I'm just. Well, among playing. the black community, I'm just playing. Yeah. No. Totally. No. I'm just. I'm just making. We, we do take a joke. We do yeah. take a note of the shade. Totally. Yeah. No. It's, uh, it's a topic I have no comment. On. <laughs> <laughs> not my place but yeah so i can understand why black people will support chris brown speaking of the la times while i was there and that picture had come out mm -hmm. i was overseeing all the blogs yeah. at the la times including one that i had created called chatter and chatter what i wanted to do was we had 40 blocks yeah and and i knew including pop and hiss yeah and i knew that no, no sane person was going to be able to read all of those. No. So I wanted to have one blog that was kind of the greatest hits yeah. of the comments of all these blogs. Yeah. Because sometimes the comments are better. Yeah, not anymore. But and, at a tougher time there was before Twitter. For a little, that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the comments on the Chris Brown um, news story yeah. had a lot of people saying, don't make fun of my baby boy. Chris Brown. Yeah, people loved Chris Brown. They loved him. Yeah, so do. I put those in a post with a headline: "Chris Brown fans uh, defend uh, beating of Rihanna." Yeah. Because we had Google juice back then. Yeah. And I knew that this would explode. Yeah. And even in those comments, they were like, "Damn straight." Wow. And so I think that that has prolonged. I think that it, for some reason, he can do no wrong. I mean, people. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's bizarre which celebrities or whatever get that many. Yeah, it, it. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It like you would. I mean, he was. I feel like. I mean, yeah. Before at the Grammys was that was a very weird thing. Like I, 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 I would have thought. But sometimes you know, people like. I mean, Tory Lanes. Will Tory Lanes be given? I don't know. I mean, I guess I think the baby just did a song with Tory Lanes, and it was like a whole controversy or whatever. I mean. I think a lot of people are like it's interesting right because we we do have with with the rihanna thing you're like oh you have this and like granted i'm not an expert on the tory lanes megan the stallion beef like i'm not or like i think he shot her and that's awful obviously mm -hmm. like i don't think we need me to be anti-shooting people i think that's but like i mean that's like where we're at you know what i mean like i'm like yeah i think it's awful obviously i don't know necessarily i mean i never again like i was never a tory lanes fan so i don't quite I mean, I met him once. He was nice, but like, who the hell knows? Like, I I don't know. It's a weird, it's it's a weird time, in like the kind of I don't know for like I I always think about like Sugar Free. It's one of my favorite rappers of all time, um, and I said like a podcast on him, and it was just like, I mean, is Sugar Free like maybe like a bad person? Like, maybe like I mean like he's probably pimped women. Like that's an pretty objectionably awful thing like you know what i mean like can't defend phil specter's bad suge knight is bad yeah i mean well yeah i mean phil specter probably i mean suge yeah i mean i mean people say that suge knight's a nice person though no one really says it about phil specter though um, but, but we appreciate what they've done for music yeah i mean and i think that's like kind of the thing where it's like you know it goes to the age-old separate the art from the artist question and for me it's like you know i i'm at the point where i'm like you know i would never tell anyone what decision to make i think it's a personal decision for them whether they can get over it i mean there are certain artists i can certain artists i can't like for me 
uh, Michael Jackson was when I was a kid. That was my favorite. I mean, that was like my, I grew up in a house where there was one record. And it was Michael Jackson. Which and one? It was it was a Thriller. And then like when I was old enough, it was like you know and bad you know and like that was the only record we had was Thriller, and that to me was just like the end all sum of music and i loved michael jackson so much i mean like captain eo like the moonwalker video game like i mean give me more like you know what i mean like m m dangerous i loved like did you read his book uh no i never read the book. moonwalk no i never read the book it's great um i'll loan it to you yeah i mean but it but looks like, like you got a lot of books to read <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i can't i can't listen to michael jackson the same way anymore really yeah i can't listen to michael jackson the same way i didn't even watch the documentary i just like i kind of like it's just one of those things where i'm like yeah, I kind of believe them. Okay, let's let's uh, try to focus on this last segment okay. about Hollywood. Yeah, because we've gone all around the world. Yeah, yeah. fucking Baton Rouge. Yeah, um, Biggie died in Hollywood. Well, sort of. He died mid Wilshire area, but let's let's call it. We can we can round up. I like to call that Hollywood. Miracle Mile. <laughs> Miracle Mile. Yeah. Miracle Mile is is mid Wilshire, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um. Beastie Boys wrote all their best songs. In no. Outwater. Well, not all their best songs. I mean, like the Beastie Boys produced their best albums in L.A. Yes, I agree with. I'm a, I'm a I'm a check your head guy, but Paul's boutique is great too. Where was Check Your Head recorded? Check Your Head was, I think, recorded in Outwater right here. In in their little studio. Yeah, in their little studio yeah. in Outwater. Yeah. I uh, think Elf Communication might have been there too, but I don't Wu Tang Clan had a Cribs. The Wu Mansion. What yeah. about the, the the West Wu Mansion? Yeah, the Wu it, Mansion was in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. They didn't have a mansion in New York? I think they had one in New Jersey. What is it about LA and especially Hollywood that is okay for hip hop? Because you would think that if if I'm truly keeping it real, especially in the East Coast, West Coast fictional world, yeah. you don't come to Hollywood. You don't come to L.A. Like, that's that's the joke. That's the punchline of the joke. You stay in New York. You stay in Brooklyn. I mean, but you've heard Going Back to Cali, you know, the Biggie song, you know. Well, I also heard the LL, for the, the LL strictly, song. Strictly for, yeah, strictly for the weather, the women, the weed. You know, Fat Burger. By the way, did you uh, like the Biggie uh, Netflix doc? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Or, uh, it wasn't even a doc. It was. Uh, I thought they were really. It was a doc. Yeah, it I, was a doc. Yeah, I thought it was really smart that they focused on his childhood because I thought that was like the most like uh, kind of unlike trodden territory. And those graphics were great because yeah. those of us who live in Hollywood, yeah, we don't know anything about New York like that. Not like that. No. Uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I think it was like interesting that they they focused right on like where he grew up and you know that that part of brooklyn like you know so so you're saying it's acceptable for east coast people to come to la to do their thing because of the the women the weed and no, what else did i just have this being a joke but that's the biggest thing but i mean i don't know like there's not really a west coast east coast beef anymore although like to be fair like i mean like again like there's the yg song don't come to la that i always like joke about but it's like you know pop smoke did get killed in the hollywood hills by like you know allegedly by some like hoover criminals you know what i mean that's what that's what uh, they're being tried in, in court and it's like you can still like i mean that's like kind of the point of why don't come to la where it's like it, while it's still la you know like the murder rate is still you know it's creeping back up you know it's still like there are still our bloods and crips and hoovers and, and like traces and like all you know what i mean all kinds of like sets in la like it is it is a turf city and you have to kind of know where you're going or have the right like guides and um especially if you're like a rapper because like you know like you, have, you know, if you're a popular rapper, you, you probably have a really nice car and you probably have really nice jewelry and you're probably a big target and you're probably on social media and people are probably smarter than you think they are. And so would you say that L.A. is more dangerous than other places if you are? I mean, nothing's like Baton Rouge, but uh, I mean, like L.A. <laughs> is pretty dangerous. I mean, Chicago is pretty dangerous. I mean, like it, it just like it, you know, it's like weird, right? Where it's like, I mean, obviously, like you can't be like. But there is something there's something about a city when it does like lose its edge, you know, it's like New York got like Giuliani'd out and like Bloomberg out and like it kind of did lose its spark a little bit to some degree. I mean, I hear New York is like back again and awesome. And I believe that in L.A. like that. That is my concern with L.A. It's like all this like you don't want a city to be too smooth, you mm -hmm. know, like you don't want it to be like you want like a, a certain 
like I don't know like I don't want to be a victim of crime clearly like that's a horrible thing I don't want anybody to be a victim of crime conversely like I don't want my city to be a bunch of like rich fucking like yuppies and yoga studios even though I like yoga like you know what I mean like it's like that's cool like you can like both it doesn't I want my city to have room for people that are poor people that are working class people of like all you know ethnicities and like what that that's such the beauty of a city I was, I was reading Ralph Ellison the other day and he was like I think America will die when everyone starts to become the same Right. And like it was celebrating, you know, kind of um, I feel Ralph Ellison's kind of slept on in the game these days. You, you know, what I mean, like everyone like James Baldwin, everyone talks about James Baldwin's amazing. But I'll give Ralph Ellison deserves a little shine too. I think uh, pretty good. Let's talk about your freelance life. Most of your professional life has been a freelancer. All of it. So yeah, job. so when Shock G dies. Yeah. The Washington Post comes to you. Well, I, I like wrote like some, you know, like maudlin uh, obituary tweet. So that's why. Through your tweet, the, the I probably, I've been friends. My, my editor, I've written for the Post now for like almost a decade. So, you know, might even be a decade at this point. So, yeah. But I mean, are, I mean, of course, I would choose you as the person. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But why should the, the, the Washington Post, who has all the money in the world now. Not really, though. I mean, like they do have Jeff Bezos money, but like the arts and culture section is generally like doesn't get i think historically as much as the rest but of the again paper. i yeah. would assume that they could get anybody they got you is that because they, there's no love for digital underground on the east coast or um, it's because you are the man i mean there is definitely less love for digital underground on the east coast uh, maybe it was my humpty impression it was like all right stop what you're doing because i'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to i look funny but you're making money you see so you you know what i mean like i they knew that obviously <laughs> Obviously, you know, like I never got busy in a Burger King bathroom, but I I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'd want to. No, that's why I was. Well, apparently it was originally I once got busy in a Bart station bathroom, but they Much changed better. it. No, it's better because that's like disgusting. <laughs> like a Burger right. King bathroom, you're like gross. But like, well, first of all, I didn't even know they had them. Bart bathroom. I've never been in a Bart bathroom. No, I didn't know they even we yeah. don't have them here. Are there no bathrooms in the subway here? No. I've ne yeah, I guess I've never been in a bathroom in the subway here. Um, yeah, bar station bathroom, and they changed it because it, they wanted a more of a national appeal. But I mean, which, which then they ended up having to bleep. Don't, a bit conversely, like Burger King tweeted at me afterwards. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, and I was like, I think I was like, we'll never think of Burger King bathroom. And like, how can anyone think of a Burger King bathroom the same way? <laughs> you know, you can't. Yeah, I mean. So anyhow, they picked you to do this obit. Yeah. And um, I'm a great editor too. He's like David Mouths is like one of the all-time great editors. So what was his name again? David Mallets. He's okay. like an all-time great editor. Uh, along those lines, um, since you have been a freelancer your whole professional life, mm -hmm. other than him, would you like to give a shout out to other outlets who pay you fast? For pay me fast. That is a really good question. Um, Vinyl Me Please pays really fast. Shout out to them. Um, well, I don't have to fight with... Um, <laughs> like audio mac i've been actually did a piece for them they paid really fast audio mac yeah they're like a they 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 it's like a streaming company they pay really fast um <laughs> nobody else pays really fast. <laughs> like right. every, no one pays really fast you have to really like hustle i'm trying to think who else pays fast which which by the way we're gonna we're gonna i keep saying that this is the end of the thing but but i i have so many questions for you right. um advice for freelance writers quit and <laughs> and and photographers, any of that stuff is I would think is my advice is don't think that writing the piece and 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 finishing it on time is the end of your job. I would think the the second half of your job is somehow getting that money. Oh yeah, it's 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 like I mean like yeah like I have like a ledger sheet you know like it's I mean I'm not like that fancy but it's like a notepad you know and so, I always have like yeah you're a debt collector half the time yeah it sucks it's like and, I and mean, so so that's I never not for the record never not got paid I have haunted people like I like there was a, <laughs> this is actually funny it was like once it was like my old editor at LA Weekly Ben Westoff had me interview like somehow like he had a book. And I think it was, I, I swear, I think it was called Black Men Magazine, which is like really funny that they had me writing about like, he is very white, you know? And like, it's just like, it's, it's like, I don't know what the deal is. I, I swear it might not have been called that, but I, it might If it's been, not, I want to make it. Yeah. It was like, I think it was called Black Men Magazine. And I wrote this article and like, 
this editor was like not it was like that was the hardest and i was like but i got haunted him for like eight months and finally i think he was just like i don't want to deal with this motherfucker eight months i mean i've got i've it's been a year i've, I've not got paint for years like a year is the longest i've gone but i've like i wrote a, i wrote actually for it was like wax poetics i sh- shouldn't say that i mean i like they have new ownership now and like the, actually the people wax products are phenomenal and like i have nothing bad to say about them and they were an independent magazine so like i have i mean like fine like it didn't bother me that i didn't get paid for a year because i was like you know as an independent magazine like i get it like you're waiting on bills like you know what i mean like it's like but if like conte nast is like not paying you and you're just like i mean whatever i mean they're probably in financial duress more like maybe the washington post but they actually actually they pay on time believe it or not they pay really fast of course i would believe it they pay really fast but but still it's it's um okay so your tip would be keep a ledger you have to keep a ledger how often should you bug the person Um, once a month twice a month twice a month i think like every two weeks write it write an email every two weeks and just be respectful i think and like just be like hey because usually it's not the editor's fault i mean almost always it's never the editor's fault usually it's like this like kafka-esque labyrinth of bureaucracy that's fucked you up you know or like nine invoices and like one of them is like you mislabeled a number or something and like you know what i mean it's always like that bullshit i mean like i I hate companies that make it the companies make it so hard now Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's been the other thing that's so funny is like as it's gotten more it's like now it's like Okay, give me your grandmother's social security number, her date of birth, her maiden name, and, like, the blood of your unborn child. <laughs> like, what? Should we have a, a company that works as a middleman for all these uh, freelancers? That would have been a good thing, I think, a while ago. I don't know if there's enough freelance money oh, to Oh, that's true, around. huh? Yeah. I mean, probably, actually, though, like, if you were going to be like, all right, just I'll take 5%, just you'll never have to do it. Like, I bet you people would. Okay, my next uh, bit of advice that I'm asking for you is about Hollywood. Okay. Let's say you are Axl Rose okay. from the um, uh, Welcome to the Jungle video. Yeah. You get in the bus in Indiana, and you come to L.A. Okay. Where Should you live in Hollywood if you want to be in the entertainment business um, of any sort, as a writer, as a musician? I would not live in Hollywood. Where would you live? How much money? Am I, am I broke? Yeah. Oh, you're broke. Um, I would live... I mean, like, it depends. Well, it also would depend on, like, am I me? Am I, like, am I street smart? Like, you know what I mean? You're, like, you're, you're some, like, hayseed. You're hayseed. You're hayseed. Either you've had some college or you just graduated. Mm. And you're like, I don't want to I don't want to be an intern in blah, blah, blah in Iowa City. I want to move to L.A. I okay. don't care that I don't know anybody. Well, okay. If I'm not white, then I would say, like, I would move into, like, South Central. Because yeah. that's, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, somewhere, like like maybe the 30s or 40s or west adams or something because like that's probably go probably get the best deal if you're white like i mean and I, I don't say white because it's like not safe if you're white i say white because it's like don't be like a white gentrifier in south central like it's like not a good look you know what i mean it's like you know what i mean it's like can axel like, rose really be a gentrifier just by moving into a, a dumb i get oh, apartment axel's nowhere a gentrifier. you're right because axel's sick so um and like now especially he's kind of atoned for his like past kind of racial sins that like you know poor i don't think poor white people can be gentrifiers um don't you have to have some money and power to be a gentrifier well and open up a coffee shop in east la i think that's a very interesting point and i think that's like probably part of a more nuanced argument that like people don't really necessarily want to have where it's like you know what i mean like if you're like for instance like silver lake right like i mean like I always said that like people were like when I wrote this article for LA Magazine where they're like you know I, I this isn't technically silver but it's like the same you know it's right there yeah it's like a block away so and like if people were like oh, how rich it is this white gentrifier talking about the other white gentrifiers but it's like okay no I actually came here because like I wanted to like be a a, a, a creative person like I wanted to be a writer I wanted to be like an artist I wanted to be like part of a creative community of like like-minded individuals of all types of ethnicities and I, and I came in to contribute not to not to not to siphon away and I think that should be really what the definition of a gentrifier is it's like are you taking or are you giving it's like I don't like Erewhon like the people that want to go to Erewhon those are like your you know what I mean it's dead whatever this neighborhood has been dead you know what I mean it's like I, I say like Silver Lake was dead when they took away smoking inside Spaceland that was like that was like that was the moment for me I was like shit is done you know was Axel yeah, that, I mean, hold, on, hold on that was a good scene by the way what the 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 upstairs of Spaceland that with, was great with the motorcycle oh, helmets hanging yeah. from the ceiling yeah. and I don't even smoke do you smoke I used to a little bit. I, I never was like a smoker, smoker, but I don't smoke. In fact, uh, secondhand smoke actually affects my nose in yeah, a major yeah, way. Yeah, that was the only place I wanted to be. 
Unless the band cool. that I came to see was playing, yeah. then I would leave. You're just trying to talk to girls, admit it. Of course. It was a much better place. Of to course. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have a conversation. But you, you could but hear like, them. You, know, you would actually, the thing is, you would meet in, you would meet really interesting people there. And that's, yeah. I guess, what it goes back to is, like, I want to, and not to say, like, I mean, like, granted, like, I, like, I think at any age, I'd, I'd want to be around interesting people. So, hold on. I think we can even pinpoint the year. You're talking maybe like, like 2004, 08? No, it was like 08, 09. Yeah, that's like when it died. Okay. So really, I, I moved to this area in 05. I was living in Eagle Rock before that because I went to Occidental. And um, and it, yeah, it, it, it was cool. Like it was, it was still, it hadn't really gentrified the way that people, you know what I mean? It had a little bit, but. You, you mentioned Erwan. I forgot you wrote that article. Yeah. Don't like Erwan. That was a great article. Thanks. I appreciate that. Was, I mean, was that your most popular article of, uh, what was that, last year? It was, was that last year? year? It was this year. It was this year. I think it was like it was February. 2021. It was like February. I know. COVID has I know. fucked, fucked up my whole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um. I think it was February. Yeah. That had to be your most popular article of this year. It might have. I don't know. Uh. My grandma article was pretty popular for. Well, LA and that was for uh, a great editor. LA, Romero Sean's like been like an amazing editor. Like that was Los Angeles Magazine. You yeah. wrote that for right? Yeah. Um, I thought I was supposed to feel eh, about Los Angeles Magazine. I mean, I can. Aren't those also out of towners that bought that thing? He's a New York Magazine. He's a. Classic. He's a New York guy. He's a classic. Yeah, and like I, you know, but he's okay. I think he's amazing. I Great. Think, I think he's one of the best editors. I've, I, I, I mean, honestly, like, I think as a writer, I have never. I mean, like, there have been other editors that I could talk about, you know, all day, and like, this not to, you know, dismiss, but he has been so like, I have. There's been very few editors that would be like. Oh yeah, your story is good, but you know what would be better? Writing more and going deeper and like giving, you know what I mean? And like being more, you know what I mean? It's like most editors is like cut, 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 cut less of that. And he's always like, no more, like go, go further. You know what I mean? Like give me like, you get to the real core of it. And like, man, like as a writer, like that is so like, it's a dream. It's been amazing. Yeah. It's been an, honestly like one of my better professional experiences is getting an editor like that. You know, it's like well, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor Roshan's great. I mean, there are like, and you know, it's like people mid city. Yeah. LA magazine. You're there. <laughs> mid city. Yeah. I mean, they've been, I mean, Gwinnett Stewart's there and she's, I mean, she's great too. She's a former LA weekly. She was a former LA weekly. Uh, I think she was the culture editor or something. I think arts and culture and she's, she's great. She's all weekly lifer and she's their online editor there. And so, I mean, they're really understaffed and I mean, that's the thing, right? Like I, I you can't have any like enmity towards any of the I, I think like like the media in this in this day and age like it's like yeah you can like not like a writer or something or you can like you know think a story was bad but at the same time like we're kind of like you know as a as our man EZ once said we are we're all in the same gang <laughs> like you know like it is like damn like it is a fucked up media landscape so I'm like I you know what I mean it's like I fuck with people at LA Times I, I mean the LA Taco those are like my people like I love Javier and and Alex who's the, the founder of it they're fantastic and like um I mean it's just sort of like at this point it's fucking you know it's dire straits. All in the same gang. Yeah, all in the same gang. What was With Humpty Hump was on that. Yeah. Everybody was on that yeah, one. Yeah, Humpty Hump was MC on that. Light? Yeah, MC Light. She's a good good rapper. Okay, uh we're gonna we are gonna finish with this topic. Okay. White rappers. <laughs> because go. in a way, you are the white rapper of hip hop journalism. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and and There's probably more white hip hop journalists though, than there are white like. Yeah, you're the only yeah. one that matters. But you're okay. Well. Uh, the, the the Paul Thompson. There's a lot of Mac Bell. A lot of good you know, white rap. But whatever. Yeah. A lot of them. And it's too bad that we're not going to talk about Kanye. But Kanye yeah. gets talked about enough. Yeah. The reason I don't think that there's a lot of white rappers is I think it's hard to bullshit as a good rapper. Yeah, I agree. I think it's very easy to be a bullshit indie rocker. I 100% agree. Or even yeah. a pop star. Yeah. Um, sometimes even a dancer. You can fake it like TikTokers. Yeah. You totally. learn a couple moves totally. and you're cute. And, yeah, totally. totally. You know, you wear the yoga pants. Yeah. And you can you can make it. But I think it's, it's because hip-hop requires a skill that is a true skill. I can't I can't talk as fast as I mean I can't I can't sing as fast as I can talk. Yeah. And it, it also hip hop because what you were talking about about the the, the street um uh culture of uh I forget what your word was, but but 
you just can't fake it. You yeah. just can't fake it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's you, a real recognized real world. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, we talk about like we were, I think we we're talking about it like when you came in and it's like, you know, like, I don't know if you're not trying to be like, like, I would never try to. Be, I mean, I'd hopefully never try to be anything I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like I'm not going to like come out here and be like, well, I did not. You know what I mean? It's like I didn't grow up like this way. I try to like keep it as like 100 as I can. Like, you know, and people wreck me like you know what i mean it's like people always ask me that question they're like oh like being a white person in this world where it's like i've actually only i mean granted like has every interview gone great most of the time actually yeah they have i mean i've had obviously ones that are you know and often it's usually when it's more industry you know what i mean usually like i mean i've gone to like the craziest hoods of baton rouge you know i've gone to like compton courthouse like every day you know i've gone to la county jail like i've you know i like met draco at the la county jail like you know what i've gone I mean, that's one of the best parts about the job is, like, being some kid from, like, you know, fucking Beverly Hills, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't fucking know anything. Like, you think you know shit. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, I like Wu-Tang. You know what I mean? It's like, I know, like, Dre and Snoop. But, like, you're not going to fucking Compton. You're not going to South Central. And not to say, like, I'm showing up there every day now. But it's like, it... I learned, you know, I had a podcast for a long time with uh, No Can Do, who was from like South Central, and he, I learned so much from him. And he wasn't a gangbanger or anything. He just was like a guy that grew up in South Central. His family was from South Central, and he he put me up on like so much knowledge about like growing up, and like you know that's been the best experience, honestly, is is, is learning, you know, and like that that is what I miss, I guess, about journalism now. No LA Weekly. It's like I had the coolest job at LA. I mean, it was like the pay was insulting, and like I should I should have been paid triple what I was getting paid. But I got to go every week to a different part of the city, and I love that so much. And I wish that I had a job where, I mean, I don't have time right now, but, like, I wish that, like, I could write a weekly column, right? And every, they're like, go to a different part of this. It's kind of like what you're doing with this, right? It's like, because you, 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 you meet people, and you hear their different stories, and you, like, you get outside of your, like, the narrowness of your perception, right? And I think, like, you know, if anything, right? Like, I mean, like, where, uh, even something like, I don't know, just, like, the world would be a much better place. I mean, it's, like, it's so funny because we talk about, like, where are the most racist, generally? <laughs> Places where there's no people of color, usually. Because they don't, you know what I mean? It's, like, in general. Like, of course you can pick up a thousand exceptions. But, like, or, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're afraid of what people are afraid of what they know. Because, like, you know what I mean? It, generally, if you get to know people of all, like, you realize people are generally the same. Like, obviously there's cultural differences, but, like, people are generally the same. Like, people want kind of the same things. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, and, like, it's the differences are awesome like it's like oh you you know what i mean it's like i don't know it's like being jewish i'm like damn like you know it's like it's funny i'm like oh, i'll put you up on you know what i mean you want like i'm not gonna give you gefilte fish or anything but like lox and bagel that shit is fire like pastrami sandwich like let's go to langer's you know what i mean like it's like you want some matzo ball soup like all right you know it's like you, you know what i mean it's like you know certain like kind of like ethnic secrets of like whatever i mean for me it was like you know being again being jewish you're like actually the best matzo ball soup is jerry's Jerry's the worst food of any deli in the world. Jerry's Deli. Where's Jerry's Deli? I mean, I get, I don't think there is a Jerry's Deli. Oh, uh, on uh, it used to be uh, the one in Beverly, which is famously where Tupac and Quincy Jones met for the first time, and because he was dating his daughter, and like then like quit. Like I think he'd like Tupac had been like went off on Quincy Jones for like dating white women, and it was like also like dude, he was like dating Peggy Lipton, like fall back Tupac. Like Peggy Lipton was like the star of Twin Peaks and the fucking Mod Squad, and like. She's fucking cool. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, it's fine. I am. But he was. Yeah, he was like dating his daughter and then Quincy Jones. But it was the I think it was the Jerry's Deli and you know, Shaq. I remember we used to go there. But there was one in Studio City, too, where it was like it was the Jerry's Rock and Bowl. And now it's like a pins or something. But um. oh, the, the, yes. OK. I keep thinking juniors. Juniors was in Westwood. Juniors was OK. Juniors was OK. OK, so so you're saying kind of the most famous not not famous but the most um the most popular chain jewish deli in la was also the best no no it was the worst deli oh okay but good. their matzo ball soup was incredible all right fine that, it's like that's what i'm saying though the best deli in la i would say it's it's probably a tie between langer's and uh brent's in, where's brent's in, uh it's in north i think it's in northridge yeah it's in northridge i think northridge oh wow yeah and brent's is fucking good Okay, when when we if get to, to the valley, when yeah, we yeah, get yeah. to Northridge, yeah. For Valley delis, arts is okay. But what about Hollywood? The best deli in Hollywood is probably Greenblatt's, right next to Very the uh, another another famous the Laugh Factory. Yes, that is probably. I'm trying to think. Is that the best deli in Hollywood? And 
Although my homie uh, Yeasty Boys, I love his bagels, but those are really good. Who, Yeasty, Yeasty, Yeasty Boys? Boys? Yeah, yeah, it's not a deli. Though. All I've ever seen is the the truck. That's my guy. Yeah, he's a. He's Do a they have anything dude. other than the truck? Um, I think I, I no, I don't think right now. I mean, like, I, I, yeah, I don't think Fine. anything right now. But yeah. So the next time I see it in truck. front of uh, the Elliott Smith wall. Yeah, it's a good. Tr it's a good bagel. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Good sandwich. The sandwiches are really good. Um, I but yeah, I would say Greenblatt's, which is also a good a good rap story because um in one of this is alleged like allegedly um the guys that killed tupac um they claimed that they met up with puffy at a green at the greenblatt's uh like late at night i think it's open late at night because the laugh factory you know and like then they were saying that puffy like was like i'll give you money to kill tupac that was like the famous you know who the fuck knows if it was true but that was but it was allegedly at the greenblatt's which is some good hip-hop lore in la you know so there you go Will Jeez. we ever know who uh, killed these people? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I mean, definitely, we probably know who killed Tupac. I mean, what the what the mode? I mean, it, it probably. I mean, it was like if you. I mean, like Vlad TV's done like a thousand interviews. I mean, there's a book Murder Rap that was pretty convincing. They had a documentary on it. I, was, I thought it was pretty convincing. I mean, they said that this guy Keithy D and uh, and Orlando Williams. Orlando Williams, everyone assumes pulled the trigger on too. Like that was kind of like the fucking what is it? Occam's Razor is I don't know. Is that or what's like the you know like that the actually that was everyone thinks it was Orlando Anderson. The biggie thing is more complicated cuz I think like it's it's either people think that it's one of two people. Uh they either believe it's the David Mack and Amir Muhammad thing based on like the Rampart thing, which like there's a lot of unanswered questions about it because like like Amir Muhammad did match the uh the description and like David Mack had a weird like Tupac trying in his in his apartment, you know what I mean, and like they they were connected to to, to Suge, so there there was a little smoke there. And the other one was um people would say that it was a guy named like I think it was like Wardell Pucci Holmes or something or or Fauci or something. Oh, that was but You're they were saying that that was like Suge's hitter, and um like he was killed like several years later in a motorcycle accident. So uh, those are those are the 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 most the, that's who people think did it. Well, we have solved all the problems. We have the solved world. all the problems. We didn't even talk about how my website uh, kind of solved Mac Dre's uh, murder. So it was, uh, it was allegedly power of the way solved a, a POW. Yeah, yeah. Um, solved yeah, a murder. I, we don't know if it's all. I can't legally say if the murder was solved or not because I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to be held legally responsible. But there was it was a very compelling murder investigation to the murder of Mac Dre that we published uh, last month. A, a, a very talented writer named Donnie Morrison did it out of nowhere. Yeah, it was one of the most pieces I was most proud of. I'm like, oh my god, like this is like actually real journalism that we're publishing on my my site. So. Would you call it a website or a blog? Um, I call it a blog just so a blog it, saved a murder, a blog in, in or, or, or solved a murder. Uh, yeah, I like the a, a blog school. in 2021. Yeah, yeah, because I, which, kinda, you know, it doesn't exist. Blogs no, doesn't no, exist anymore. Exist. That's why I like saying you and me probably have the last two blogs there are. Yeah, yeah, blog. I was a blogspot guy back in the day. We who all, who, who among wouldn't us? be? Who among us? All my secret blogs were on blogspot. You're see, really. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody should. Blogspot used to be uh pretty uh pretty risque in its day. It's Howard Stern-esque. I mean, who doesn't love Howard? Howard Stern's a genius. He is a genius. He's a, one of the great. One of the Do you great. belong to my Howard Stern Facebook group? I don't. I don't. I should. Howard Stern for fans who actually like Howard Stern? Really? I, yeah, I, I grew up on Howard Stern. I Because there's nothing but hater uh, websites on Facebook for Howard. Really? He's, I mean, like, also, like, I just, I love Howard's, like, arc where he, like, be, you know what I mean? It's like, did you buy his new book of, like, the interviews? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I have it somewhere in, in that. Because sometimes it's, it's better to read interviews which yeah. is which is why i'm gonna have a corresponding blog to all of these okay that's great so i'll link to all the stuff that you've okay. talked about yeah hopefully don't transcribe it so people can be like Jeff no, there's something. a there's a i pay for the transcribing okay all right i might have to cut some things <laughs> no you can probably you tell me to cut anything yeah. i will cool all right i don't know if we jeff weiss thank you tony pierce this has been great pleasure yeah an honor we could have talked for another 18 hours and maybe we will one yeah, day yeah catch me on another cell i would love to come back and and talk to you i appreciate that thank yeah, you thank so you. much oh my god wasn't that good you know what else is good our patreons who help keep this thing a going mostly because when you give your saying tony jordan here's a cup of coffee here's a nice beer Here's a delicious burrito. Ooh, order some guac. Knock yourself out. So shout out to our Patreons, Nancy Rommelman, Allie Miller, Sean Atlow, Matt Mills, Sean Wallace, Greg and Molly, Emilio, and Jamie Taylor. 
want to hear your name at the end of next week's show? Go to patreon.com slash here in LA and give till it hurts. Here in LA is produced by myself, Tony Pierce, and the man who worked all summer vacation sitting next to his wife and sweet angel, Jordan Katz. Editing, mixing, and music supervision by Jordan Katz. Songs by Orgone and Jordan Katz. We usually put out new episodes every Monday and Thursday, and we have a detailed corresponding blog that goes with each interview that can be found at hereinla.com. Special thanks for Cindy for creating the logo, Jen Adams for inspiring me to do this in Kim and Oz's backyard, Jordan from joining forces with me, and everyone who puts up with this, my current obsession. 